Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thanks for hitting the play button and tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. And whether it's on ChrisTopLack.com, TWM.news, TheReactionRoom.com, or podcast apps such as Overcast, or even on iTunes, I'm grateful for the fact that you are tuning in. On this edition of the program, the superstar shakeup, Ronda Rousey, McMahon upset with Nakamura, Sami Zayn's push, Dolph Ziggler's potential whereabouts, as though he's Carmen Sandiego, and next week's special episode of this program. And of course, this program is fueled by your questions. If you want to ask me your questions, and I love the interaction on social media, by the way, here's where you can find me. My social media footprint is quite large. Ask the Top on Facebook, like that page. At Chris Toplack on Twitter, where I am my most active, especially during uh, live tapings, or of course, I should say live television, where I'm live tweeting during Raw and SmackDown and NXT and pay-per-views. So if you want to interact with me, that's the best place. You can ask your questions there. Instagram, if you want to be welcome to my life and photos, it revolves around food primarily. At Chris Toplack on Google+, christoplack.com. And I'm getting more active on Periscope again, which brings me to this question. Would you like to see more Periscope videos? If you're not on Periscope, it's live video streaming. You can access it through Twitter. So I jumped on Monday. For about an hour. It's a civic holiday, or it was a civic holiday in Canada. So I had some free time, figured I'd jump on and just discuss some news and rumors and answer some questions. That's exactly what I did. It was well received. If you missed it, catch the replay. Love the interaction in real time. That's the most important part because when you ask me these questions, often it'll take me days to get to, right? I might ask them on a Monday and I'm answering it here, which happens to be a Thursday. But on Periscope, it's live interaction which I do adore. So if you have your questions, you can ask them here, or perhaps if I do more Periscope videos, you can ask them there as well. But I pose that question to you. Would you like to see me on more Periscope live streams? Let me know all over social media if that's something you'd like to see. Let's get to some news and rumors before we get to the highlights from the week in your questions. According to PWI Insider, there have been discussions of replacing the annual WWE draft with two Superstar shakeups per year. I think one is enough, especially because we get accustomed to the roster on either brand. Two seems like overkill. What do you think? It has been rumored by various sources that Ronda Rousey, one of the biggest stars in the history of mixed martial arts, is strongly considering a career in professional wrestling. This has been rumored in the past, but now she's being linked to a school where Brian Kendrick is a coach. He actually taught Eva Marie and a few others, so... I think it's being basically referred to her to go there so he can show her the ropes. If she makes a WWE debut, she would instantly be a main eventer. So that is huge news if that's the route that she's going to choose to take. I do believe it's inevitable she's going to announce her retirement from MMA. The WWE confirmed on Tuesday that the revival Scott Dawson suffered a bicep injury. It was up here in Canada. I actually saw him at the live event in London which I'll talk about briefly in just a bit because I was actually at a live event on Sunday and I thought it was a pretty decent show. This could potentially put him out of action for three to six months. Ugh, 
just as they were gaining momentum again. Darren Young has been cleared to return to the ring. No set return date, but at least he's been cleared, so that's a step in the right direction. Sports Illustrated, or SI.com, is reporting that Enzo's backstage heat stems from inviting a series of quote-unquote questionable guests to the locker room, and they were reportedly breaking the code, the etiquette, if you will, of the locker room by taking photos of the talent. That is a huge no-no. It'll get them kicked out, and it will get Enzo kicked out too. Furthermore, it's being said that Enzo is placing too much emphasis and too much time and focus on outside music projects. It's not looking good for Enzo at the moment. They even referenced him on uh, Bring It to the Table, where they're saying, yeah, he has a lot of heat on him. Can he crawl back from the ashes? Who knows? Also reported by SI.com is that Vince McMahon was quite upset following Nakamura landing that inverted power slam on John Cena, but John Cena landed on his neck. That was on last week's edition of SmackDown. So this will not impact his push, but suffice to say, you need to stay in the good graces of the chairman. So perhaps this is a warning shot. I've been reading that if something similar to this happens again, he could be taken from the main event, go right back down the card, which is very unfortunate there. Now, mind you, I do want to say... Some of that is Nakamura's fault, but Cena also didn't really take the move properly. Perhaps he wasn't prepared for it. The inverted power slam has them, of course, land a certain way. Cena did not, so perhaps they're both to blame. Who knows? We never got Cena's take on the story. Highlights from the week. Ambrose versus Cesaro. I thought that was an outstanding match. Seth Rollins coming down, leaving him hanging this week. The build towards that match has been outstanding, by the way. Between, hopefully, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose taking on Cesaro and Sheamus. And will two out of the three members of the Shield get back together? It's the big question. I'll get to one of those questions shortly. Brock Lesnar's appearance, he took out the Miztourage. That was a surprise. If I knew that he was going to be in Toronto, I likely would have gotten tickets. I actually am embarrassed to say... I'm only a few hours south of Toronto. I did not attend Raw or SmackDown. I attended a live show in London, Ontario on Sunday. Nothing outstanding happened. There's some good appearances. We did see Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose team up with each other against the Revival. But nonetheless, I should have went to those shows because they were fantastic. And from SmackDown, I love the interaction, the segment, if you will, between Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, and AJ Styles. I'm really digging that feud at the moment. The Usos versus Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger was a great match from the week. And from NXT, if you missed it, it was a very stiff match. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Stiff, snug, highly entertaining. Recommend you check that match out. So plenty of highlights from the week. Raw had its moments, of course. I could even say that last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns was a highlight from the week as well, too. I always like to choose about five or six. I don't want to go overboard and say everything was a highlight. Not that it was a bad week by any means. I thought it was quite reputable. So hopefully you enjoyed Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And if you went to those shows in Toronto, of course, tweet me your photos anytime you're there. I'll retweet them, and of course, I'll reply to them as well, too. I was being told by a good friend of mine by the name of Jason, who was at SmackDown, there were some big reactions for Jinder Mahal. That surprised me. And also some big reactions for Luke Harper. Totally misused. Underutilized. One of the best stars on the roster, especially as a big man, just not getting credit where credit is due. 
Let's get to your questions. That's what this show is all about. Kyle Scarf, a.k.a. Mr. Gore, Mr. Horror Punk himself via Facebook. So basically what he's asking here is about the big show. Do you see the big show turning on Enzo at SummerSlam or shortly after, given the fact that we've seen him turn face and heel dozens and dozens of times? I don't. And that's based on the pure fact that Enzo may find himself back in NXT or perhaps even 205 Live with all the heat that he is receiving at the moment. So The Big Show will likely remain a face for the remainder of his career, even if he turns heel. Nobody's going to care at this point, just like times past, where he would turn heel and it would feel like he turned babyface an hour later. It was very bizarre. May is Bay via Google+. When will Sami Zayn get a push? Hopefully soon. But first, they need to put him in a memorable feud where he can truly shine. I mean, he's been in a few on the main roster, but it needs to be on a consistent basis. If he was booked on SmackDown similar to his fantastic run in NXT, he could easily and realistically, I may add, carry the U.S. championship. But again, you need to put him in some memorable, engaging feuds that the fans care about. Because Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis probably won't move the needle and probably won't do much for his career. I mean, he kind of had that with Baron Corbin. I guess he kind of had that with uh, Braun Strowman. But I think that Sami Zayn needs to go up against even like a Jinder Mahal, perhaps. And that whether that's Jinder as champion, whether that's Jinder losing the championship, who knows? But Sami Zayn can get to the main event or at least higher on the card if he's just in those engaging, exciting feuds. Mike via Facebook, what scenario do you see most likely happening at SummerSlam and why? So, just full disclosure here. I'll get more into this next week. Tell you why at the very end of the program. Seth and Dean win tag team titles, and later on help Reigns win universal title, or Dean Ambrose turns on Roman Reigns. So I have to pick and choose one of them? Uh, That's tough. So again, next week on Ask the Top, I might as well just kind of mention this here. I'm going to be doing a full SummerSlam preview show and incorporate predictions. So I'll have to answer this in a very basic way because obviously I'm going to get a lot more detailed next week. So I'll upload that about three days ahead of the event, probably next Thursday. So the scenario that is most likely to occur would be, you know, Seth and Dean winning the tag team titles. I just don't see them helping Roman Reigns win the Universal Championship. So, I mean, Dean turning on Seth Seems like it would be more realistic, but I still feel that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are going to win the tag team championships, and they're not going to help Roman Reigns. Now, what I love about the situation is that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have been teasing this reuniting and it feels so good moment for several weeks now, and it's the most interesting both of them have been in months, so the payoff will generate a big pop. Rogue Assassin via Google+, Plus will Sasha turn heel and will Bailey stay a face? Yes. Sasha's boss character was tailor-made to be a heel. It's in the origins of creating that character. So it's inevitable that she will return to those roots. Her run as a babyface, in my opinion, has been very underwhelming. So let's hope that this happens within the near future. I don't know when this will occur, but it has to soon. Given Bailey's merchandise sales and popularity with the younger demographic... I can't imagine the WWE will take a chance on turning her heel. Stranger things have happened, but the more likely scenario is Sasha will turn heel 
on Bailey. And Bailey will, will remain a babyface, but perhaps, and I hate saying this, perhaps this injury will do her more good than not because she could potentially reinvent herself, find that fire. Perhaps the writers will give her something you know, relevant and something better to do overall than how she's been progressing on Raw because, in fact, she's not. She's not even that interesting to watch. I mean, her run in NXT and her run on the main roster, literally night and day. Marcel via Facebook. Will we see a heel turn from Cena? Again, given the WWE's reluctance to turn him heel over the past 13 years, I think the ship has sailed on a heel turn from Cena. And much like Bailey, his merchandise sales are far too strong. And the younger demographic consider him a modern-day superhero. When I was at that live event on Sunday, so many kids wearing the recent John Cena t-shirt. They adore this man. So I highly doubt this will ever happen. Again, that ship has sailed. They could have done it years ago. It's just far too late now. Edgy McEdgerlord via Google+. Plus. What should the WWE do with Shinsuke Nakamura? Okay. So I'm going to take a step back and let's pretend that I'm a lead writer or producer for SmackDown. Let's say that I'm Paul Heyman circa 2002. Here's what I would do with him. With the reaction that he receives on a weekly basis, it's clear that Nakamura is a true main event player. I'm sure we would agree with that. So he belongs at the top of the card. The one thing I would do is I would avoid the sit-down interviews and the in-ring promos. Just let him shine as the king of strong style, as his charisma speaks much louder than his words. So that's what I would do. Silent Assassin is not because of the broken English. It's just the fact that he's more effective if he shows up to the ring, destroys his opponents, and just goes back. I dig that. I mean, it worked for Goldberg for so long, but again, Nakamura is a different kind of animal. He is so utterly talented. So I would book him, again, as that destroyer destroyer rather, with that rock star appeal who eventually holds the world title and edges out stiff competition. Furthermore... You know where I'm going with this. I would book him against AJ Styles at WrestleMania 34 with the WWE World Championship on the line. That's what I would do with Nakamura. Do you agree or disagree with my booking of the King of Strong Style? Let me know. Bearded Warrior via Twitter. Where is Dolph Ziggler? As if I'm Google Maps. It's hard to know for sure, obviously. I I know that Bearded Warrior is basically referring to the fact that he's been off television as of late. So I don't entirely know. But pro wrestling reporter Brian Alvarez suspects Dolph Ziggler is being repackaged. The question I pose to you, do you think that's going to help his career or hurt his career? I mean, at this point, it can't hurt. Dolph has had a tough time getting over. Many are claiming that he's losing his passion. I thought that he had a great feud with The Miz. Career versus title. That was an awesome match. That was one of the better matches of Dolph Ziggler's entire pro career. So I do hope he's getting repackaged. I do hope he comes back better than ever and tries to be more of a departure from that Shawn Michaels knockoff that he tends to want to be. Just be Dolph Ziggler. Be the guy that won the championship several years ago on Raw to one of the biggest pops I've ever heard live. On television. I wasn't there live. I wish I was. So that does it, short and sweet, for the latest episode of Ask the Top. Next week will be my full preview episode relating to SummerSlam, and not only that, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. So what I'll do is I'll run down the entire card, 
I'll make my predictions and provide you with an in-depth preview of SummerSlam weekend. Looking forward to it? I know I am. I did that with WrestleMania. It was well-received, and I told you I would do it for the big four, so I'm sticking to my word. So, if you have questions anytime, ask me all over social media. And as I mentioned, I put this over to you. Do you want to see more Periscope videos from me? Again, it's a live video streaming app. If you want to see it, let me know on social media, and I will do them on a more frequent basis. And until next week, until my full SummerSlam preview episode, happy trails to you until we meet again.